Thanks for joining me today. My name is James Briscoe. I'm an ordained Baptist minister, and God has chosen me to be one of his end time prophets in these latter days. So thanks for joining us. This podcast will be formulated differently than my past podcast episodes. I will ID different groups of people who follow certain beliefs and philosophies that are prevalent today that are very sinful. I'm going to identify groups of people who follow certain ideas and beliefs and philosophies that are very sinful. This is an epilogue. An epilogue is basically an afterthought concerning what was spoken in the past. In my past podcast, I mentioned a number of concerns pertaining to the COVID-19 virus. Therefore, I would like to share with you my thoughts that are relevant today. I will use five pointers to provide additional information for my past podcasts, pointers, and they will lead back to my past podcasts. My subject is that, is the bubble of lies. And I will ID each group and I will use the term bubble of lies. The first big bubble of lies flowing in the minds and practices of groups of people are the humanists. The humanists, they believe that man is inherently good by nature and will always be good when given the opportunity to let his good nature exist. This bubble of lies flies in the face of what scriptures say from Genesis through the book of Revelation. Mankind's sinful nature has been full of violence, wars, and terrorism. It has been full of people being murdered, innocent people being murdered in these wars and even genocide. And it's been full of evil deeds committed by individuals, groups, or even nations. And is full of rebellious practices that are used to deny God's authority. In the third chapter of Genesis and in the 20th chapter of Revelation, man is in a perfect, perfect environment. The garden was perfect, and then the the uh, the uh, millennial kingdom will be perfect. I was trying to pull the word out. The millennial kingdom will be perfect. So man got kicked out of both of those environments. These humanists, as I am dealing with, these humanists believe. What you see and hear on the news media, the internet, and from political politicians is all true. That's a lie because all of those different groups and 
are just professional liars. Good liars like Joe Biden, your president, he first pleads victimhood when caught in a lie. So he tries to make himself a victim. When they caught his son, when he was caught in the lie about the laptop concerning Hunter Biden, he pleaded give victimhood for his son and then himself. He wants to get your sympathy. Then he moves to calling out some reliable source, as he talked about. There are over 56 people signed a letter that that laptop was just Russian disinformation. They had even, those people had not even seen the laptop, and they were saying it wasn't Hunter's laptop. Then he moves to the third level, and he just says, oh, this is just all lies, and these lies are meant to smear my name and to make me look bad. Well, that's how men like your president operate. The humanists believe that everyone has a right to do what is best for them. They deny the fact that there is a supreme being that has instituted absolute truths that apply to all men, even today. God's absolute truths are found in his written word, the Bible. There's no other book like the Bible. In the Bible, it gives you just a few. In the Bible, it gives you all the absolute truth, but, but I'm just going to give you a few of God's absolute truths. The first absolute truth is that God does exist. That's in Revel that's found in Genesis. The second absolute truth is that God created everything found in Genesis. The third absolute truth is the sanctity of life. God created life and we are all formed in his image and he blew into us the breath of life. So the image of God is in us. The fourth absolute truth is marriage. God ordained marriage, not man and not the Supreme Court. God has defined what marriage is, and it's between a man and a woman. And the moral and civil codes are also found as absolute truths. The morals are, thou shalt not commit murder, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, and various things like that. The civil laws are the laws that govern us from day to day. And most important, he instituted in the absolute truths the right and wrong what is right and wrong. The second bubble, first bubble was the humanist. The second bubble of lies is what the secularists believe. Man does not have to submit to an authority that he can't see. Man should be the one who determines the rules for his behavior. This is secularism. Secularists generally are often atheists or agnostic. An agnostic is somebody that says, oh yeah, maybe there is a God, but I don't want to have anything to do with him. And I don't want to submit to any higher authority. So that's what the secularists believe. They're not going to submit to any higher authority. They're just going by their, they are their, their own authority. Secularists believe because man has free will, he has no need to be forced into accepting what God has determined for him to do or how he should behave. Remember, they have no God, so they are their own little God. 
Our public schools and universities are full of secularism. They all follow the secularist belief that man evolved from some messy soup many millions of years ago, little tadpoles and then more kind of, and then all of these things are what produce the living beings and living animals and everything that has life and has breath. It all came from a little messy soup. They believe that evolution is a science that can prove man is is an evolving being. You hear that? An evolving being. Man did not evolve, but man was created by a supreme spirit being about 6,000 years ago. It's a shame that our children are forced into believing these lies that the secularists push and that comes out of these universities and these public schools. So the secularism, they remember they have no God. The third bubble of lies, the third bubble of lies is, is promoted by the phony Christians. They say there has never been any worldwide judgment and this COVID-19 virus is just a freak of nature that, will be gain, that we will gain control over just like the other plays, such as the blue bonnet play, the swine flu play, the AIDS play, which is really reaping havoc in some places of the world, the Ebola play, and now they say the COVID-19 virus play. Mankind will win out in the end is what they like to say and they like to promote. We're going to win out in the end. I call these people the lovey-dovey Christians. They're just phony. These phony Christians say, I don't hear any religious leaders like Rick Warren, T.D. Jake, Joe Osteen, Paul DeYoung, or Franklin Graham calling this COVID-19 virus an act of God. Or a well a worldwide judgment. The problem is, and they won't admit it, the problem is that if these people, any of these people call out, these TV people or whatever, internet people, the problem is that if they call these things an act of God or a worldwide judgment, they have a problem is that they'll be losing revenue. And if they're losing revenue, they won't be able to sell their DVDs or their books or the other things that they like to sell or their guest appearance on television and stuff like that. So the problem is they don't want to lose any money and they mainly don't want to lose their followers like Joel Steen and that big old church he has. It's much easier to ignore what the COVID virus is for these people and just preach the social gospel like T.D. Jace and Joe Osteen preaches. Or the victim gospel like many of these black preachers. Are. You're a victim. You got to pick yourself up off the floor and your husband or your wife or the people on your job or racism. So it's a victim gospel. Or the psycho gospel that, well, you got to deal with your depression and all that stuff. Because that's what 
the itching ears of their congregation want to hear. These phony Christians say that the religious fanatics like James Briscoe and others, they want to keep us feeling guilty and depressed over things that we have no control over. No control over. And many phony Christians are just big hypocrites too. So they say that this is a worldwide judgment from God. Then why didn't our pastors teach and explain it to us if that's true? Well, the problem is because their pastors and preachers have very little knowledge about world about world history. Most of them can't pass a 101 history class about world history, and neither do they have much knowledge about biblical history. You've got to have knowledge and understand the nation of Israel and the periodic times that they went to through. Then when you have world history, a good, a good handle on world history and a good handle on the history of Israel, then you can merge those histories together and you'll be able to have a fairly decent understanding of what prophecy is about. Because then you'll see what particular time period the prophet was prophesying in, and you'll know that the people that he was prophesying to, and you'll understand if it's a short-term prophecy, because most prophets make short-term, they, they talk about their immediate situation before they make their real long-term ones. So I tell people, get you a good, a good Bible dictionary so you can come up and understand these names. Well, that's the phony Christians. Our next bubble of lies comes from the apostate church. The apostate church. The apostate church promotes the fourth bubble of lies. This is, is the lies that God's fury is only found in the Old Testament. He is much different in the New Testament, they say. If God really is angry, so why doesn't he just tell us so and he can deal with us much better is what, the, what they ask. Then they say, maybe God needs a class in anger management. He can express himself more effectively when he is not angry. They don't even mind, they don't even, they don't even keep from using sarcasm or because most of them are just hypocrites. And they, the apostate church breaks from the foundational teachings of Christ and the apostle. That's where the problem is. They bring in homosexuals and ordain them. They have gay marriages. They push gay pride days. They have politicians come in and speak, especially democratic politicians in these black churches. So the apostate church likes to promote that Jesus loves everyone. He healed the sick and shared the principles of the golden rule in all of his teachings. Jesus also taught when you obey God, you demonstrate your love for him by keeping his laws. See, they forget this verse Jesus gave us. If you love me, then keep my commandments. And Jesus said, you honor me 
with your words, but your hearts are far from me. So love is a two-way street. So how much do you show your love for God in the lifestyle that you live? That's what I tell them when they come over and tell me, uh, have a blessed day and God loves you and all that stuff. I said, how, what way are you living? How are you living to demonstrate that God loves you? Because you have to demonstrate, it's a two-way street. You have to also give back to God that love, and that love comes through your obedience. The Old Testament and New Testament has obedience is greater than sacrifice. God's love is sacrificial love. It's not some love for, that you have for like your girlfriend or love for your mother or love for your children. It's sacrificial love. God so loved the world that he gave. See, it's a sacrifice that God made. Self-sacrifice is what agape love is. And all through the Bible, it's only agape love that's used. It's not talking about uh, love of your mother or love of your family or anything. It's agape love. This apostate church people, they believe that loving care and tolerance can get can get and win over more people in the end. God can, if he just would be more tolerant, he'd win over. Tolerance, I hate to tell you this, tolerance is not God's nature. He is righteous and holy, and he must judge sin because he is just. He's just. And I tell him, God can love you right into hell and send you right into hell. God is not giving out free passes out of hell. You hear that? There ain't no free passes going to get you out of hell. The scripture says the wages of sin is death. And that means hell. You're, you'll go to sin. So while you're out there sinning and doing all that stuff, you're just paying for a place in hell that's where you reside. So you're working and you're paying for that place in hell where you reside. The apostate church will, in the end, all end up in hell. Nahum said this, the prophet, he said, the guilty will not go unpunished. You hear that? The guilty will not go unpunished. Well, let's move on to our fifth bubble of lies and liars. That is the New Age Church. Now, let me digress for a, for a, per, uh, a few seconds and tell you what the New Age Church is. The New Age Church is an ecumenical idea or ecumenical church. Ecumenical means that it is inclusive and includes all religions. See, the New Age Church wants a worldwide religion. And they want to merge all of the religions together, such as the Hindus, the Buddhists, Islam, and everything like that. It basically comes out of the Catholic Church, the, the Roman Catholic Church. That's where it comes from. They've been doing it since way in the 60s or early in the 50s. They were having ecumenical meetings where they invited different uh, groups such as the Protestant group, the Baptist, the Methodist, and everything. And now they've moved into an international thing. Pope Paul II, in the late 1980s, had a conference, a conference in 
Rome at the Vatican. And he invited all of these different religious leaders there. And in the conference, they were there to bring world peace and less strife and division among the different religions. And at that conference, that fool, at that conference, he said, he had a time, he said, now we're going to pray. I want everybody to pray to their own God. And when they pray to their own God, let's all ask for peace. See, ecumenical people believe that we are really just praying to one God. He just has different names for the different cultural groups that he has come to. And that's how he's given his name. Allah with the Arabs is really Jehovah. The Buddhists have their names and other things like that. But we're only just praying to the same God. That's a big lie. There's only one God. And that one God, he came to his chosen people, the people of Abraham, and he presented himself to them. The New Age Church says, and we're talking about the end times, if fire is the way to solve man's sinful condition, then how will man solve this consuming fire problem? And what should they tell the other religious concerning this problem? Remember, the New Age is basically a religion, a Christian group, but they started expanding and bringing in the other. So this Christian group wants to say, then how are we going to tell the Buddhists? What should we tell the Buddhists about these prophecies and about this consuming fire that God is supposed to be, our God is supposed to be, Allah? Well, they, they don't say nothing about Allah because, because Allah is the moon God, but they talk about him as the God of the Arabs. The New Age Church wonders what is going to be consumed in this fire, and does it have a name? Well, I hate to tell you that it does have a name, and I'll take the second question first. The name of this fire is called the Lake of Fire. That is the name. The Lake of Fire, that term is only found in the book of Revelation. God has, in the latter days, when he finishes up and goes to his final judgments, he has a special place that he's going to send sinful man and all the things that relate to sinful man, this, all this worldly sin that has gone on. This is where he has. This is a special containment that he has for man, and it's the final containment. And some of you will say, well, what? It's going to be consumed. Well, let me tell you what's going to be consumed. We'll go back to that first question. In the lake of fire, the list is this. This is what's going to be consumed. And you'll find it in the 20th chapter of Revelation. Try reading it. I will share with you a few things found on that list. The first thing he's going to throw, God is going to throw in that list is hell. You hear that? Hell doesn't have a containment anymore. He's going to throw hell in that fire. Then suffering. Then pain. Then death. And the grave are going to be thrown into that lake of fire. That consuming fire. And then all the bubbles of lies that have been told. 
that I and many of them that I've mentioned, they're all going to be thrown into the lake of fire and consumed. You know what? And you, if you don't get yourself together and get right with God, you're going to be in that lake of fire. And that lake of fire is a special containment and it has departments. You'll be in a department all by yourself and you'll remember all the times that you missed in accepting Jesus Christ and doing the right things and changing your lifestyle. That memory will stick with you and you will agonize. Jesus says there you'll be mashing up teeth and there'll be agony that's beyond even explaining. That's what's going to be in the lake of fire. Also, in the lake of fire is everything this sinful world presents. I love that. Let me briefly summarize the five bubbles of lies. The first bubble of lies is the humanist lies that are told that man is basically good. The second is the secularist lie that is told and is basically based on evolution. And it's a lie that has no God in it, just a bunch of crazy stuff of evolving. The third is the phony Christians. They're the ones with the cliches and all that. God loves you, have a good day, have a blessed day and all that, that stuff. The third, the fourth thing that I talked about as far as the bubbles of the lies are the apostate church. Apostate church wants to bring homosexuals in and everything. They removed from the basic foundational teachings of Jesus and the apostles. See, when Jesus was ascended back into the heavens, the apostles began to teach and preach all the things that they had learned because the Holy Spirit brought all that to memory. And that's what the Christian religion is based on, the, apost the apostles' teaching, the apostatic teachings of God's apostles. And one of the, the real big apostles is Paul. Well, I summarize the five bubbles of lies. Now let me move into my final words. Sinful man wants to be his own God and have everything his own way. However, the saints, the elect, will experience a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. And, and it says in Isaiah the 65th chapter, where the past will be forgotten and will never come to mind again. You understand that? The elect will have glorified bodies and will be living in the eternal kingdom with the Father and the Son and will see God face to face. See, the past will never come to mind because we will be a new person. Whatever your name is, you won't have that name there. You'll have a glorified body. And a lot of these preachers said you're going to be able to have like family reunions and find your grandmother and all that stuff. No, you won't. You'll be in a glorified situation. All the worldly things that you once experienced will be forgotten and they will never come to mind again or remembrance again. That will be all over and will be burned up and it will be in the lake of fire. You will be a new person and that new person, you will be in the eternal kingdom with God. We, the church, will be in the new Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. And we'll see God's face and we'll be with God. The Bible doesn't give a lot of what we'll be doing other than we're walking on streets of gold and stuff like that. They've taken that 
and they've tried to determine what we'll be doing. We don't really know, and I don't really know what we'll be doing, but I'll be in that eternal kingdom. There'll be no more sin. There'll be nothing. All those things will be burned up in the lake of fire, and I'll be with the Father and the Son, and I'll be where I need to be. I'll be on my face at Jesus' feet, and if I've gained any crowns, those crowns will be laid at his feet. And I will thank him for bringing me over. I hope you've gotten something out of this, this podcast, this epilogue. I hope you've learned something from it. I'll probably, I'll probably uh, use this later on down the road. I'll probably broadcast this again. So if you missed it, you'll hear it again. But it'll be listed there. Well, thank you for your time. Join me next week in a new podcast, and we will explore what the demonic political party, the Democrats, what they do and how they operate. That's what we're going to explore.